Like, like we don't owe you shit. But that's fine. Keep, keep being, you know, masculine and rebellious and disagreeable and hard to get along with. That's good to find, gang, gang. So just making another mini documentation or declaration or statement. But um, you can probably tell I'm going to probably title this the one and only um, culture podcast I will do about police brutality. You know, I put probably 2022, but basically into infinity and beyond. My days of advocating, you know, and being so loud and aggressive and making all these comments on my Facebook and my YouTube and coming across as the angry black female about these police brutality cases, those days are done. When I tell you, I am sitting back in my femininity, um, the way that things are unfolding for me, I'm just so excited, you know, looking for traveling, the luxury, the, it's just going to be an added bonus, but I can tell you 2022, I, whatever happens, you know, with the police brutality, with the black men getting killed, you're never going to hear another post from me again in terms of <clears throat> why did they do that and give us our right. Nope, 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 nope. I'm going to be resting in my femininity, absolutely burning the cape. There is no way, you know. Um, but but then again, I, I've been paying attention to little things and it's going to come up, I think, in future podcasts. I'm very observational. Right. Um, one of the things that they talk about when you you have more time to think and that entails like a passive income lifestyle, you have more time to think, you have more time to engage with what's happening around you. You start to see things. And this is so true because I was talking earlier about <clears throat> being part of the Cerveza crew that's new to the online audience type of a thing. But I remember you know, working the nine to five, plus I was working as a realtor, plus I had just gotten my certification as a um, financial advisor, licensed in 25 states. I remember in between all of that and going to meetings, I would be coming home 11, like 11, 12 o'clock, one o'clock in the morning, meeting with the bosses, meeting with my trainer, meeting with clients, doing the emails, working... I didn't have time to really pay attention to what was going on around me. But now that things are slowing down, you know, um, and and it is true too, I, I will say that the more of the heightened awareness came even more. So you could kind of start to tell from my content, I feel like, or I'd want to hope that you start to see the questions started to get more difficult. Like now I have questions and how can we do this and how come that happens? And why do, you know, people think a certain way and, and that type of thing. So when that started to happen, uh, what, like I, you could tell, like there was a time when I was still working on my finances, getting things in a, in a row. Um, one of the things that I was, I was strategizing on was getting my Bobcat miners. So I have another one 
that should be arriving in the next day or two. Feels like Christmas. It took six months for it to get here, but it was like things like that, getting all of my miners in place and making sure where to place them for, you know, optimal um, mining capabilities and whatnot. And, and making sure that, you know, all my bills are paid, my car notes are paid, storage paid, you know, all my bills. And, and so now that all of those things are taken care I can. So when I tell you, I say all of that to say, when I tell you, I've been paying attention to what it means for a matriarchy and has it served us, has it doesn't done us any, um, a service or a disservice. Um, and it's, it's kind of like a case study to me. So I'm just starting to pay attention to who's moving, how they're moving and the results that we've gotten. And I don't, if, if we're going to both be honest, I think that women being at the forefront of police brutality, you know, and at the forefront of black lives matter is, is not working. It's just not, it's not. Um, and so what it's going to take is it's going to have to take men who are committed and to be vocal. But it, this is the funny thing too. Um, there's, there's, and, and some of you might kind of know which circles I kind of run or what content I, I engage with um, or don't engage with, but there is a content creator who is salty as all hell that there's a movie um, showing a black guy telling a white guy that um, he can't be wreaking havoc and creating pandemonium. And the white guy asks him, well, why? And the black guy is like, because I said so. But most of you will remember I, I um, did a, a podcast and, and I don't ever see a reason for me to ever, ever take that down. It is what it is. The language is what it is. The frustration is there for what it is. I'm at that point where I'm starting to realize like, okay, I come on here. I share my ideas. I share my thoughts. I'm sharing my growth. But you can't have a whole grown man on podcasting and talking. And because to me, this is this is a feminine component. And I don't think there's any power with it. And so um, I, I would, I'm, I'm addressing it because it's kind of like one of those things like I think men need to be, and I said more vocal, but I had to check myself because the days of just speaking are over. Like there was one content creator that I was listening to and it was all cute and game fun and games and I'm learning stuff and I'm learning about Congress and Senate and politics but all he would do is just get my panties in a bunch. That's all he would do. And apparently he's been doing this for 20 years. So, you know, you go on, you listen, and he's going to tell you about all the egregious things that have been happening for years. And this is how things have always been. And, you know, just, and so now you're frustrated. And now you're looking at white people with a side eye. And, and so, but then, you know, three months pass by, six months pass by, years pass by. And, you ain't giving me nothing but indigestion, you know, just got all of us with our panties in a bunch. But then I started to notice it's like, I know that if something is wrong in my life, you know, I have to keep moving. I have to find a solution. I have to take action. I have to 
make things happen to to course correct and address the issues right and so it, it what what ended up happening is like i can reflect and and realize part of my frustration is i would notice i would get on there and i'd be like yeah that's so messed up that's effed up that's wrong and 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 i remember just feeling like let's finish listening to the to the you know the cutest essay ever just so sweet and so dandy and and whatever and then it's like okay 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 that's messed up that's so wrong like okay but so so now what now what like we're just gonna and and so it baffles me that you could be doing this for 10 years 20 years right and not realize that you can correct things like you can tell people to do a course of action you can tell people to have a united front like well, okay what do we need to do who do we need to vote in who do we need to vote out and but part of it too is you know i've been um kind of um shown that i'm really pissy about men who just talk i'm really pissy too it's like i i don't like to i'm at a point where i don't like to hear men just talk and now you're just a pussy just like me you're just complaining just like me good for nothing just got me all upset you can't tell me that for as young as i am and for all of like i think it's going to be a, a year it's it's just shy of a year of me coming on here and and wanting better for myself and wanting better for the black community and do you know that i figured out i was like what's the problem what's going on here the problem is we need to get our finances up we need to get our money up we need to um be able to employ people we need to have jobs you know we need to make things more stable so that we have healthier families okay so in terms of politics like it, it and it's funny because even last year when i tell you guys i kind of just mastermind things and i'm thinking about how i want to spend my money I will say this, it's not even set in stone or anything, but just to give you my thought process, and I'm just a girl, I'm just a pussy, right? I'm in my estrogen element, I'm just thinking, I'm just masterminding what I would do with 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 my abilities. And it's like, okay, well, if I could, I would probably look for lawyers, because we need, we need people in law, we know that people that the um, every, if not every single president has a um, degree in political science, has some degree in, in um, law. Like you look at Kamala Harris, right, and her background. You look at Joe Biden and his background. You need people who do legislation, right, who can affect legislation. And you you start, I think part of it too, when I started to look at how the Asians got the anti-discrimination law, <clears throat> I was like, oh, I peeped what they did. Now, mind you, I'm not, you know, some super brilliant, smart, smart Claude Anderson, Dr. Claude Anderson, who is like in the economics and looking at the micro and the macroeconomics and power economics and finances. And I, I was like, okay, so the um, Asians got a law. They did weren't out here protesting. They weren't whispering you know, and, and, you know, getting our panties in a bunch about stuff. No, they took, they did a one into the two. They, um, 
they paid some of their politicians to represent their stuff and get it on the bill and get it into office. The formula is already there for the taking. But here's the thing, that kind of stuff takes money and it takes strategy. Okay, so boom. So how hard can it be for us to say, okay, let's pick, like even when you look at how they, they picked and they groomed Simone Sanders, you can be mad at her as, as much as you want. But here's what the white community did, right? The formula is already there. You study the, the, the habits of the successful and you just replicate the results. They saw that they needed a, um, I'm going to be a little bit rude, you know, but this is the thing, like, I can't even be disrespectful with her because if, if black men really wanted to, they could find a black, a black woman or a black man, if that's what they really want, you know, at the forefront of these efforts, find you a young black man who's articulate in high school, <clears throat> the same way they did with Simone, with Simone Sanders, pay for this, for these um, boys, you should be able to have like one for each state or 12 for each state put make sure they get the best in terms of public speaking i'm pretty sure that i'm not the only one that would be willing to put my finances behind you know um 12 of the best young people in in the on the west coast or in california pay for them to get the best um scholarships, make sure that they are groomed in the tactics of how to write legislation and do policy and for us to promote them and make sure that that community in the different neighborhoods that we get them on Senate and in part to represent Congress and and so that we can promote them to be mayor and to give them that type of political backing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, some, some of us are going to have to get our finances up, but even if you start to strategize on that mind, I mean, how many days and times and years are we going to continue to complain about the candidates that are in office? How hard is it for us to just figure out, okay, let's just pick 12 people from every state that can fit in these categories that we can promote to mayors, that we can promote to chief of police. And yeah, we're going to have to pay. We're going to, and so this is the thing, like sometimes with black people, they're so back ass backwards. Listen, you just need to get your money up. These people are getting paid, you know, to do these type of things, to lobby. You mean to tell me we can't pay someone to represent us? We can't pay someone to say, you know what, I will pay your whole financial um, academic career and make sure that your apartment and living expenses are paid and whatever resources you need to, to, to you know, for the marketing and whatnot. What we need you to do is we need you to represent us for reparations. Whatever you need, whatever finances you need, I got you covered. You just focus on that. You run on just the fact that we're going to get reparations for black people. Don't worry about the, the LGBT. Don't worry about white women. Don't worry about the brown community. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Black and brown, black and brown. I have never heard a Hispanic or brown person advocate for black people's rights i just haven't i'm i'm gonna keep it 100 with you for as old as i am i just have never ever heard a hispanic person say black and brown black and brown it's always a black person that's buck broken and i mean that in every tariq nasheed term that that it is buck broken just tick in the mouth sloppy bush now one a good example of that is um What's his name? Clyburn. Ron Clyburn. 
that guy, he is so disgusting to me. And it's like, you mean to tell me that we can't strategize a way to get him out of office? You mean to tell me that we can't put money in somebody's pocket to represent us? This Clyburn fool, Fish, Fishburn, he has the poorest district, poorest district in the whole 50 United States of America. And his constituents are primarily made up of black people. But this is this person, he's going to tell you that he is staunchly anti-reparations. Like, at what point are we just not insulted? And at what point do you just continue to let him run for office and continue to vote this fool in? Like, and so you mean to tell me that we can't come up with an action? We can't come up with somebody in that district or, or type of thing to say, like, listen, we need to get this, this guy who is just showing his whole entire ass. We can't get somebody get you, you know, all the resources you need. But this is the thing. We're talking about money now, right? We're talking about strategy. We're talking about taking action, right? And so, but but you're going to be the same people that's going to be bitching and moaning about, you know, <clears throat> well, we can't get jobs and they're not hiring us. It was funny, but not like really funny. And it's so funny. I'm not like, just going off the I'm literally playing a Tetris game right now as I'm as I'm going through just running everything down. There was this um white woman that did a post and she <laughs> she's so rude but she um she she took a picture of him and her in the car. Most of you might might know what I'm referring to if you're familiar with that type of content. But she has a picture of him and her in the car and he's she's driving the car and it's it's a black guy with dreads. I think he had a jersey on. And so um, she's, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes type of thing. And she puts up a post and bless her heart. She is so sincere. But I'm talking about the black community and black men. I don't I don't care that she was dating him. What I'm trying to make the point is. So she writes this post and she's like, she's like, oh, my gosh, you guys like. And she wasn't even trying to um, be mean or rude with him. But she was just trying to figure out like what was going on with her whole entire existence or second guessing her her role as a, as a woman and having to, to work. So she's like, um, she's like, um, she's like, my boyfriend has been telling me, um, that he can't find a job for the past two to three years because of racism. And it's really taken a toll on me because I'm working two jobs. We have, you know, pets that we're taking care of and, and it's really hard for me to come up with the with the rent every month. And but he's telling me that he can't get a job because of racism. And and um, she's like, I'm not sure what I should do or how I can help him. And that's like, oh, like at this point, it's 2022. Are we going to continue to just bitch and moan about not being able to to get our finances together? And and if you've been complaining about this for 20 years right? You mean to tell me that you can't make an all-out call? Like, okay, this is another thing that, that kind of has me. There was an article that was re-released based on a 2014 study, right? Mind you, we're in 2022 as I'm recording this. But in 2014, they found that Black men um, had created a $50 billion per year deficit because they weren't employing that their the employment levels were high. You mean to tell me between 2014 and 2022 that the black men haven't even figured out that you know they're all about brotherhood this and brotherhood that shit. 
why can't you just hire each other if, if you don't like black women you don't even have to have a black secretary or you know someone to run your coffee or do anything for you but if why can't the black men just get together and hire each other to to get their money and their finances up and make the six figures amongst themselves like I'm just sick and tired of of the whole thing of it all right so but I say all of that to say like I think that women being at the forefront of you know all of this stuff it just makes us look angry and bitter and and all the things that they say they don't like us for right when i was cleaning up my facebook post it's funny i could understand why some people would feel some way because i was just going in i'm getting people in their feelings and i'm reminding these people i'm keeping the the stilettos on their neck like you can't be doing police brutality this and you're not a real friend if you don't you know if you're just silence is compliance and like i said just i told y'all i'll be playing this game on my phone you you mean to tell me i'm there with the stilettos on their neck people in a skirt and so but now all the the black men that are in my circle are like oh She's an angry black woman. That's not feminine. I know that's what it is. When I was looking back at the content through the eyes of a of a divine feminine who has burnt the cape, I could see why a black man would go on there and be like, ooh, this girl is angry as hell. She's just going in on the, um, giving them all the smoke. If she comes home to me, she's going to be giving me the smoke, holding me accountable, and which I still will hold you accountable, but I'm going to be doing it in my femininity. So it's like, I don't think it's worth it for me to be out here just angrier than a motherfucker, just angry, you know, let the men take up the cape, let them fight for each other, let them take on police brutality, let them deal with the unemployment rates that they need to you know, the way that they need to let them start to, to make actionable, um, content. The days of like, I, I know I cannot be the only one. I'm tired of the bitching and moaning. Like I really am like, you just get to a point where you need to start to see results. If you know, you cannot, (laughs) Oh, but yeah. So there's, there's stuff like, okay, I'm, uh, I know my time is running out on this podcast, but it's stuff like a little bit of it that's a little bit, uh, I will note, say, notice, I will say I notice this correlation. When you start to deal with content about laws of attraction, right, all is mine, the science of getting rich, excellent book, and you start to understand that thoughts are important, and then you have somebody go out and put out content showing that our, you know, black boys are buck broken and they're pawns of the system and they're nothing, there's nothing um, intellectual about them, that they're dumb, they have low IQs, um, they're only good for their muscles, they're only good for running up and down the fields, um, other than that they would be meeting you at Walmart, like, not the politically smartest, don't really, you know, not able to hold intellectual conversations, fourth grade education type of thing, doing the drugs and all of that. And that's all you're feeding them. Yeah, it's going to start to affect them. It's going to start to affect the way that they think. You know, when you release and you're starting to show young boys that all they're doing on the plantation is 
sucking some white man's thing and that they're going to be, you know, um, just so poor trodden, it's going to affect them. It affects their psyche. Like when laws of attraction, you're speaking that into their existence. You're putting that, that imagery back into their mindset. You're imprinting that in young boys' minds, you know, instead of elevating. But the thing is, it's like, who are you going to elevate? Who are the, the people that we're putting up before them that they can really look up to, right? You're not even giving them an alternative to say, this is what an uh, intellectual person looks like. This is what a business owner looks like, right? You're not elevating those images. You're just continuing to perpetrate. It's like almost worse than than white supremacy. Like I don't even think white supremacists really be masterminding like that, if I'm being honest, like. Some of this stuff, we're just doing it to ourselves. But yeah, so I was looking at my Facebook stuff and I'm like, I could see where I'm just this angry black woman. I'm out here advocating. And 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 then I started to look at the, the black men's profiles that are on my Facebook that are supposed to be family, friends, or we have things in common that we, over the years, and they don't have anything talking about police brutality. They don't. They are talking about their careers and golfing and their business or their vacation, the jewelry that they bought. Like one guy, I know he he be getting Rolexes like every like once a month type of thing. Like um, I have another one that he's like all into golf coursing. I have another one that's into like for fun. He's into like um, mixed martial arts. Um, other than that, they, they are strictly about their, like their professions, like real estate or the, um, the ones that are into law, that's all they talk about, but I don't really see them having nearly as much as the content that I did. And so these are meant like, once I started to clean up my Facebook, do you know that they started coming around on my Facebook more? I started to figure out and I started getting more like friend requests. Like these are people because the thing you have to understand is I want you to understand the psychology behind it. I cleaned up my Facebook. I burnt the cape. I've been doing this. I've been going in and just cleaning up everything that has to do with police brutality, everything that has to do with pro pro black, pro this, you know, and any of those angry messages, right? And I started getting more friend requests. And some of you can listen to my older content. And I'm like, this is hilarious. Like, But the thing about Facebook is it's a friend of a friend. And you start to get the recommendations. I've been on their recommendation list for all that time. But they would go to my page. And they would see that I'm angry about police brutality. And I'm angry about the injustices. And I'm angry about the unemployment. And But once I started to clean that up. Now they want to be my friend. Now they want to come around because I have like really cute pictures on my, on my Facebook and stuff, but the messages I was putting out there was so angry and so livid. But once I burned that cape and I started to sit in my femininity, right. And I started to do the same thing the men started to do. I started talking about the things that I enjoy and I don't, I'm not out here in these streets, like fighting for pro any this and that. And now I'm starting to enter eligible back, like everything I could want. And they were in my circles the whole entire time. But I wasn't resting in my femininity. So let me tell you, let me tell you, I'm oh, I, 2022. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I even cleaned up some of my podcasts on here too. The days of um, 
fighting police brutality for me as a woman are done. I'm going to let the men man handle it. They can figure it out. It's one of those things where, you know, as with anything else, you have to take care of home first, right? Make sure your finances are up and then you can take care of the outside world. I think more people in the black community need to get their finances up and then start to strategize with, with um, you know, the same power moves are available there, right? The same way the Asians got an anti-hate crime law, but it took money. And I, I don't think it's going to take somebody to figure out, like, you mean to tell me that we can pay people to represent us? You mean to tell me that we can pay someone to represent us on reparations and we can help, you know, vote them through whatever they need to and and get them into position to pass this for us? It's going to take somebody to figure that out. But yeah, on on God, on everything I love, 2022, moving forward, I, the, the cape is burnt and I look forward to burning it in other areas. When I tell you resting in my femininity, listen, nails done, hair done, smelling so fresh and so clean, clean in the satin sheets, just oh, living a luxurious life. Not a care in the world, unbothered, bothered, just carefree. I'm able to just throw my head, my head back and laugh and smile. And I think, you know, for my divine feminines, if you're in an area with that you're, you know, kind of stuck with the Blackistan, mastermind and scheme and strategize how to get out of Blackistan so that you can come to the Black girl luxury side where we're burning the cape and you can be as carefree as you need to be, right? Take care of your situation. Get yourself out, you know, um, but let the men handle it. Let them do what they need to do. Let them figure it out. All right. So till the next podcast, I am your Oracle. Peace.